Thank you for supporting the Ministry of Victory Outreach International. We pray this message challenges, ignites faith, and that God would fan the flame that will produce a harvest of souls throughout the world. All those that need a healing tonight, we're just going to believe God for His miracle working power to be manifested in your body tonight. And that you'll be able to walk out of this place having the assurance that you've been healed. And some of you, you may feel something, you may not feel something, but we're believing God tonight to work that miracle in your body and work that miracle in your life. I would like for you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 2 of St. Mark. And I want, you to, I want you to follow with me along. And here we find Jesus is having a service. He's having a meeting just like we're having here tonight. And a tremendous miracle took place in this special meeting that Jesus was having. And the very same miracle that took place in the meeting that is recorded here in the book of Mark could also take place in this meeting we're having tonight. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's alive forevermore. In chapter 2 of Mark we find, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Now, it got around, you know, he's in a meeting and got around that he was in this place. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they, lay, they let down the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately, you hear that? And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed. And glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. I want you to go ahead and be seated. Glory to 
Now this is one account of the many accounts that we have in the Word of God where we find Jesus working miracles. Jesus was definitely in the miracle working business. In fact, the very reason that there were many people that followed his ministry was because of the miracles that took place. There were many people that were afflicted, many people that were afflicted physically. And they had heard of the miracles that Jesus was performing. He would preach the word and he would teach them and speak to them. And then there were times when he would begin to manifest his power and he would begin to work miracles. And in this case, in the account that we have recorded here in the Gospel of Mark, we find that they were having a meeting. And the place was packed out. And I'm sure that everywhere that Jesus went, the crowds followed. Now there are different reasons why the crowds followed. And he knew the reason why many of them followed. There are many of them that were following just because of the bread and the fishes. Many of them that their motives were very, very selfish. All they wanted was a a physical healing and many after even receiving the physical healing they would go on their way and not serve him and follow him anymore he knew the reasons why many were following him and once again we find that the place was packed out and he was preaching the word unto them and there was a group of men that were trying to bring this sick person to the meeting so that Jesus could pray for him and so that he could receive his healing but it was so packed out and the place was so full that it was impossible for them to break through the crowd and bring this sick man before the presence of Jesus and what I want you to notice here is the tremendous faith that we find in these men. It was such tremendous faith that because of their faith and because of the confidence that they had and the belief that they had that Jesus was able to heal this person, he received his healing. And the very same way you find throughout the Bible that the very ingredients for a miracle within a person's life is faith. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. You find it over and over again. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and it shall be removed. You find over and over and over and over again in the Bible, that what moves the hand of God is when someone comes before God in faith believing. And the same principle also applies to us today. The Bible, there were some that came and they didn't have faith. You find uh, Thomas, he doubted. There's different kinds of faith. The type of faith that Thomas had was the 
The faith that he could only believe if he was able to see. The faith that relied on his feelings and, and seeing and touching. And then Jesus appeared unto him and said, Okay, Thomas, you don't believe me? He says, Here, here's my hands and, and place your fingers where I was pierced. And then because he was able to see and he was able to feel, then he went ahead and he believed. But the faith that impresses, impresses God, the faith that, that moves mountain is the faith that is able to believe in the promises of God even in the midst of adverse circumstances. That is the type of faith, the faith that even if you don't believe a thing, even if you don't feel a thing rather, even if you don't feel anything in your body, even if you don't uh, feel anything, but nevertheless, you're able to believe the Word of God. Now, I want to bring out a number of different kinds of faith that are very important for us to understand if you want to receive a healing tonight. Everybody has faith. First of all, there's the natural human head faith or intellectual faith. And there are people that have this kind of faith, but that, this kind of faith is not the faith that brings about healing. The head faith or the natural human faith is one that where people believe in a creed or a doctrine. This is why you find that when you go somewhere and they're filling out your app, an application, they ask you, what faith are you? And then you say, well, I'm... Protestant, or I'm Jewish, or I'm Pentecostal, or I'm Presbyterian, or I'm Baptist. But you find that everybody fills that little space. Everyone has a faith. And if they don't, if they're not Protestant, Jewish, or they're not any of that, they, they, if they're atheist, then their faith is in atheism. So they, their faith is atheism. But everybody has confidence in something. And this type of faith, as far as a faith in a creed or a doctrine, does not bring about miracles. Just believing in, in uh, intellectual faith and believing in something historical, just because it was a tradition within your family or you were, you were raised up believing this certain way, does not bring about a miracle within your life. So this type of faith will not produce the miracle for you tonight. Then there's another kind of faith that I would like to bring out. There's the saving and justifying faith. Now those of you that have been saved, the reason why you were saved was because somehow you had faith enough to believe that Jesus was able to save you. You believe the good news of the gospel. You believe that you were a sinner. And because you were a sinner, you cried out to God, and God forgave you of your sins, and he came into your heart. But nevertheless, there are some of you that even though that miracle has taken place of salvation, nevertheless, there are some of you that find yourself tonight that you need a, another miracle in your life, and you need healing for your body. There are some that have salvation faith, but they don't have divine healing faith. 
And I want to point out to you that in the atonement in Isaiah, it points out that there was deliverance and in the atonement there was uh, healing, not only spiritual healing. Isaiah, when he says uh, he was bruised for iniquities, and it goes on in Isaiah 53, you find that it's not only dealing with the spiritual healing or the forgiveness of our sins, but also the healing of our diseases, the healing of our infirmities. When Jesus died upon the cross of Calvary, not only did he take our sins, but he also took our sicknesses upon himself. So the very atonement, the very sacrifice of Jesus Christ, also that sacrifice was not only for our sins, but also for our sicknesses as well. But there are some that have had enough faith to come into the kingdom of God and receive salvation. Some of you have even received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. But tonight you need to go a little beyond that and you need to get a hold of that faith that is able to bring healing to your physical body. That miracle working faith that is able to produce a miracle for you tonight. And then there's another kind of faith. There is faith in God. And then, not only faith in God, but there's the faith of God. And I want you to listen to me very closely. Now, there have been people that have been healed by having faith in God. And there are some here tonight that will probably be healed by having faith in God. What I mean by there's a difference between faith in God and the faith of God. I believe that in the this story that we find recorded here in the book of Matthew in chapter 2, if I would distinguish between what kind of faith these men had between faith in God or the faith of God, I would say that they had the faith of God. Because it seemed to me that without any doubt whatsoever, they had the assurance that if only they would come before the presence of Jesus Christ, that the miracle would take place. And let me give you the difference between these two kinds of faith. The faith in God is what you would consider the Logos word. Or, in other words, you have faith and you believe in the recorded Word of God. And then you take the promises of God. And you begin to read scripture concerning healing and you say it's in the Word of God. And you read all the scriptures you could read and, and because it's in the Word of God, then you anchor yourself in the Word of God and you begin to trust God and you come believing the Word of God. There are many people that have received healing this way. But in many cases, there's always that, that battle that takes place because there's always that element of doubt. There's a battle. We say, I know he could heal me, but what if he don't? I know that he loves me, but what if it's not his will to heal me? Some people find it hard. They don't know whether it's God's will for them to be 
healed or not. And as long as you have that battle within you that you don't know whether it's God's will, and if you doubt within your mind that it is God's will, then it's very hard for you to exercise that faith and believe in God for that miracle. So many times there's a struggle that takes place. And I'm sure that every one of us have gone through that period of time or those moments when there was doubt in our minds and we struggled to receive the miracle from God. How many have experienced what I'm talking about? Where you want the healing, but somehow there seems to be a struggle. Well, people have been healed by trusting and anchoring themselves within the Word of God. And many times, you may feel something, you may not feel something. There are some that find it hard to receive the healing because they haven't felt. That's what you call a, a sense of faith where they have to feel to receive. And this kind of faith is a faith that is very emotional. And this type of faith many times doesn't really last. There are people like that even in their salvation. As long as they feel something and as long as they feel emotional, they come up and they make a decision and they say, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. But then a week passes by and when they don't feel anything anymore, then they begin to doubt their salvation. There are others that come and they take that step of faith and they anchor themselves in the Word of God and they feel something beautiful when someone lays hands upon them and, and prays for them for the healing and they say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. But then they walk out of church and the very next day they begin to feel those symptoms of, of the sickness and they begin to doubt their healing. See, it is not good enough for us to just go by emotion. But if we're going to anchor our faith, we don't anchor our faith in our emotions, but we anchor our faith in the Word of God. That whether we feel or we don't feel, we are anchoring ourselves and we are not trusting our emotions or our feelings, but we're trusting the Word of God. And when you begin to do that, then you begin to, begin to see things begin to happen within your life. But let's take a look at the story. The other kind of faith that I'm bringing out is the faith of God. Now the faith of God is something that, that happens. That's that, that Rima word. Not the Logos word, but the Rima word. The Logos word is the word that is recorded in the Bible that you have, you're standing upon and that you have anchored yourself upon that word or that promise. But the Rima word is something that it's, when we say it's the faith of God, it is something that happens to you where all of a sudden God seems to drop that faith within your heart where all of a sudden, without a shadow of doubt, there isn't any more struggle. There isn't any more conflict between doubting and believing but there's that assurance and without a doubt you know because you know because you know and even though you cannot explain it but you just know and even though the circumstances may be surrounding you and even though everything else seems to be contrary but you know because you know because you know because you know that God is going to work the miracle that is that faith of God that I'm talking about. 
And this happens. I don't know if it's happened to you, but it's happened to me. I've said this before, and some of you oldies probably remember. But I never forget this, this incident that I had. I'll never forget what happened to me one time when I was sick. I remember being sick and I'm laying in bed and I felt like I'm dying. See, I'm like a crybaby when I get sick. I think the women could stand more pain than the men. I think you were made for that. They have babies and all that, you know. And here I am, and I get sick, and I start, ah, ah, I'm going to die. And um, I have a fever, and perspiring, and, and this was years ago. This was, was uh, I think it was when I was, uh, when I just, I just got, had gotten married. And I thought I was going to die. I was for one whole week I was sick and I said, my God, I'm going to die in the fever. I was burning up. I remember laying in bed and it was uh, on a Sunday. And I didn't go to church because I felt I was dying and uh, nobody cared about me. I even prayed to God and God didn't care about me. He wouldn't heal me. And all of a sudden, while I was laying in bed, God spoke to me. And it was like he told me, get up and go to church. You're going to get healed. You know, and, and all of a sudden, my whole attitude changed. That without a doubt within my mind, I just knew I'm going to get healed. And I got up and I put on my clothes and I went to church. And I remember I went to the Redeemer Church. That time I wasn't pastoring or anything. In fact, I was still going to Bible school. And I went to the Redeemer Church, and they had an evangelist. I didn't even know who was preaching or who was going to be preaching. All I knew was that I'm supposed to go to church somewhere, and if I would go to church, I was going to get healed. Somebody was going to pray for me, or somehow, or in the service, or something was going to happen, but I was going to be healed. And the evangelist was preaching, and I'm sitting back, and I'm sick. It didn't seem like I was getting any better. I, I, you know, I felt like I was getting worse. But even though the symptoms were there, that it seemed like I was getting worse and, and, and I was perspiring and I, and I was burning up with fever, nevertheless, there was an assurance within my heart, there wasn't any doubt, that in that meeting, somehow, I was going to receive my healing. And I'm sitting there and... All of a sudden, the evangelist begins to preach on something else. I was expecting him to preach on healing. And I'm sitting down, and he got on some other subject. And I said, man, it wasn't what I expected. I expected him to deal with healing, and he was going to preach on healing. And he got into something completely different. He got on that topic, and he began to preach. And then he went ahead and he just about finished his message. He made an altar call for those that needed salvation. And I was sitting there and I was saying, well, I guess it's going to happen some other way because he's not preaching on, he's not having 
a healing line and he's not preaching on healing, but all he's preaching on is salvation. And for sure I'm not going to get up and make the salvation altar call. So just when he finished and he was going to turn it over to the pastor, I think he just about almost turned it over to the pastor when he stopped and he came back to the pulpit. He says, wait a minute, I have to do something that I must do. He said, there are people in this place. And I was sitting back. I was burning and uh, sniveling, you know. Complaining about my, my sickness. But somehow I just knew that I was going to be healed. He said, I must do this. There are some people that need a healing. So I'm going to make a call for those. That as soon as he said healing, I said, this is me. This is it. And I got up. And you know that walking down, before he even laid hands on me, as I began to walk down the aisle to receive my healing, all of a sudden, by the time I reached him, I felt the power of God from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And believe me, when he prayed for me, I walked out of that place and I was totally and completely healed. Before that, throughout the whole week, I wasn't able to hold anything in my stomach. I would throw it up and as soon as I left that church meeting where do you think I headed to I headed to the closest Mexican restaurant and I had me some chili colorado with a chili and un arrocito frijolitos, some tortilla. I said, give me the works. And I had me a feast. I was completely healed. But there was an assurance within my heart that God was going to heal. Now there are other, there's been other times when I didn't really have that assurance. But I had to struggle with my faith. And I had to anchor myself on the Word of God and come and, and, and begin to remind. We have a tendency to remind God about His promises. Lord, remember what you said. That there's healing for me in the atonement. And if you save me, then you're able to heal me. And there's been times when suddenly I've been healed. Even though there's been a battle, there's been a struggle. So it works both ways. And in this case, in the Bible, these men had tremendous faith. And this is what we have to do. We have to, if we want anything from God, we have to release our faith. If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have to be the one to speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit is not going to speak in tongues for you. You have the tongue. You have to loosen, you have to release the tongue. If you want God to bless you uh, financially, then God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Who has to make the first move? You have to make the first move. You have to begin to trust God. You have to begin to tithe. And the very same way in healing, there are some times when you may not feel anything, but you need to believe God for that healing. 
You need to trust the Word of God. And there are times when as you begin to meditate upon the Word and begin to trust the Word of God, then it becomes stronger. Your faith begins to increase. And this is where the healing comes about. Now in this case, you find that these men, they had tremendous faith. They could not get into the meeting. So they figured out a way and they schemed a way to get into the meeting. And I, I'm telling you that <laughs> that wasn't something in the ordinary. I don't know how they did it, but they took that, that man that was sick and they brought him in a stretcher. And they went, I mean, they had some trouble and some problems to take him into the, onto the rooftop of the building that Jesus was having the meeting. And it was somebody else's house. And then to get him down, they had to break open a hole in the roof. Destroying private property. Now what do you think went through their mind? If, if, if they didn't have the faith, naturally, I mean the devil would have attacked and somehow said, well what if you break the roof and you lower him down and what if nothing happens? You'll be a, a, a fool, you, you'll You'll be ridiculed. They'll even press charges against you and throw you in jail and you'll have to fix that man's roof. But these men were so sure, they were so confident that somehow God was going to work the miracle that they elevated him up into that roof and they tore that roof apart. And what a scene it was. You see the crowd? I can imagine how they, they were there looking at Jesus and all of a sudden... Jesus is trying to speak to them and preach to them and all of a sudden their eyes look up. And here is Jesus speaking to the crowd and everybody's looking up. And here they're lowering a, a sick man from the rooftop down before the presence of Jesus. I could imagine them murmuring and saying things are not done like that. That's not the proper way. What did they care about not being the proper way? All they knew was they wanted to get a hold of Jesus. All they knew was that they had a need and that need needed to be fulfilled. They lowered him before the presence of Jesus and the story goes on. It, that spiritual healing in his life and Jesus dealt with it and said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But then there was a certain scribe sitting there, and uh, there's always those Pharisees and scribes that say, I don't believe in it. Miracles are not for today. Miracles are only for the days of the apostles, but miracles are not for today. Healing is not for today. There's always those that will scorn and those that will uh, always be putting in their two cents and those that are full of unbelief. And in this case, the scribes sitting there, reasoning their hearts, why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can't forgive sin but God only? And immediately Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves. He said unto them, why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether it is easy to say to the sick of palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. 
but that ye may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin, he said unto him, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. Now I want you to notice something, <clears throat> that even though these men exercised their faith, Jesus didn't deal with the men that brought him down and elevated him down, but Jesus dealt with the man that was sick. And he needed to exercise his faith. No one could exercise faith for you. Somebody could bring you to this church building tonight. Maybe somebody invited you to come to this meeting. But there isn't anybody that could exercise faith for you for your salvation or for your physical healing. Somehow you have to come face to face before God. Somehow God is going to require from you to exercise that faith and believe God for that miracle within your life. And this man came before him and the Lord said unto him, Arise, arise, take up thy bed and go thy way. And what did this man do? Did he begin to question God? Did he say, but I, I can't, I haven't, I haven't gotten out of this bed for, for years. Or I can't walk. Or you don't understand, I just can't get up like that. No, the Bible says that immediately he arose and took up his bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw such a thing take place. My friend, he needed to also exercise his personal faith in Jesus. And tonight, I'm going to ask you to do that. Now, you cannot just write on my faith. You cannot write on the faith of anybody else. But tonight I'm going to ask you, whatever need you have in your life, whatever sickness you have, I want you to take your eyes off the circumstances and begin to focus your eyes upon Jesus. This same Jesus that healed this man in the Bible, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This same Jesus is present here tonight in this meeting. This same Jesus cares about you and is able to bring healing to your physical body if only you believe. But you must believe. It doesn't matter whether you feel anything. It doesn't matter whether you feel a sensation within your body or whether you, you're emotional or you feel something emotional taking place within inside of you. What I want you to do tonight is to focus your attention upon this Jesus that loves you. This Jesus that cares about you. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to be praying for people. But I want you to think about it for a moment. You, many of you have sons and daughters. How do you feel when you see your child sick and afflicted? Does your heart go out to your child? I've seen my babies uh, uh, afflicted when they were real small, like afflicted and sick and burning with fever. And many times I, my com compassion went out to them. And I, I would say if, if, if it was possible, I would, I would change places with them and 
I would take the affliction and I, let me be afflicted instead of them being afflicted. That's how much compassion, that's how much love a, a parent has for their child. And we're earthly. Could you imagine how, how God feels about us and, and the love that, that God has for us? We cannot even imagine the love that God has for us. You think you love your child? God loves you much more than you love your child. In fact, we don't even understand what love is all about. God is love. And all we have is just a little portion of love. We don't even understand what real love is all about. God has a agape love. A love that took him to the cross of Calvary and he died for, for you and he died for me. A love that took him even to hell itself. A love that even, even stands today. A love that is eternal. A love that will never die. He cares about you tonight. And he sees the affliction within your life. He sees those moments that you're afflicted. He knows that pain that you're going through. He knows about those sleepless nights. He knows about the agony and the suffering and the torment that you may be going through. My friend, he cares. It's very important for us to have, get that in our minds tonight that we are serving a God that cares. And because He cares, He is willing and able to heal you. But all He wants you to do, and there's always that element that we need, what moves the, the hand of God is that element of faith. Have faith in God. Trust Him. Believe in him tonight. So many times when it comes to sickness, we don't even think about God. Sometimes we say, oh, I'm praying for my hip. But you're not really praying. How much have you prayed about that healing that you need? Have you spent hours in prayer? Have you taken the word of God and you've gone into the promises that are in the word of God concerning healing? Sometimes I see some of our people in our church afflicted. They quote scripture or they, they say they pray and I've been praying about my hip, but really they haven't been praying. Really they haven't really been focusing in on God. And many times just out of our lips we say we're praying, but we really don't believe that God is going to heal us. All we're thinking about is that we have to go to the hospital and that we have to take the medication and that we have to go through that operation and that we have to go through this and have to go through that and thinking on the earthly and not on the heavenly. It is about time, my friend, that before we go to any uh, a human doctor before we go to any hospital before we take any medicine let's first of all begin to call on Dr. Jesus and begin to trust the power of God to bring healing to our body I may sound a little a little fanatical but I'm not against doctors thank God we have a doctor here he's here today He's one of the first ones that comes for healing many times, and I've prayed for his healing. He knows that God is able to heal. I believe God uses doctors, but I believe that many times we need to begin to seek God. 
And there are times when God may not want to use a doctor. There are many times when, when he wants to become the doctor in your life and bring that healing and work that miracle so that his name may be glorified. Don't you realize that many times his name is glorified when he works a miracle in your life? Somebody could see all of a sudden there's been a, a healing. You go back to the hospital, you get a checkup, and they say, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden that it has disappeared. There's nothing wrong with you. How did it happen? You say, well, I went to Victory Temple, and the preacher was preaching, and he had a healing line, and I went up, and I asked God to heal me, and in a moment's time it happened. The Lord healed me from my infirmity, and here I am because Dr. Jesus took care of business. I, need, I believe we need to understand that the same Jesus that worked miracles in the gospel, the same Jesus that we find manifested in the book of Acts, is the same Jesus that wants to work today. He wants to manifest himself within the church of God. He wants to manifest himself and work miracles. We should have a church full of miracles. Not only salvation, but also healings. Miracles of healings. Different, diverse kinds of miracles. Financial miracles. All kinds of miracles. God is concerned about us. He loves us tonight. He cares about you. But we need to consider Him. We need to focus our attention upon Him. And this is why we're having this service tonight. The Bible says, any afflicted, what does it say? Any afflicted among you, what does it say? Go to the general hospital. Any afflicted among you, you better call your family doctor. What does it say? Call for who? Call for the elders of the church. I think we need it in our church. We need some of you to be carrying a bottle of oil. There are some of you that have the gift of healing that you have not been exercising it. We need to start calling up our brethren. Somebody is sick. Instead of calling up the doctor right away and calling the hospital. We need to call those that are spiritual within our church and say, listen, could you come on down? Bring your bottle of oil. Lay hands upon my door. Lay hands upon me in the name of Jesus. Let's believe God for the healing. We need to begin to give God a chance to begin to work miracles within our midst. And then if it's God's will for us to go to the hospital, then we go. God work, uses instruments also. God uses doctors. I'm, I'm a believer that the Lord also... You see, doctors can only go so far. Doctors go so far, and then God has to anyway bring about the healing. So they are instruments of God. But there are times when you may not have to spend that money. There are times when you may not have to buy that medicine. When Jesus is able to come and Dr. Jesus is able to touch you and bring about that so needed healing that you need within your body. So let's focus our attention upon Jesus tonight. He cares about you. In our church, this is a miracle church. 
we see a young man like this young man that was up here tonight, Brother Mike. He's a miracle. See his face, he got scars all over and he's been hit on the head and been probably stabbed, cut from gang fights. Probably said he was incorrigible, could never change. People said never change, never amount to anything. But all of a sudden Jesus came, lifted him up and brought salvation to him. Changed his life. Sylvia was able to stand here tonight. She said, I, I was a drug addict. You talk about drug addict. She wasn't just a chippy drug addict, just chipping. Not the type of drug addicts that we have, many drug addicts that we have now that uh, Pepsi Cola habits. Talk about drug addicts. Some of these girls and guys were really heavily involved in, in drugs and deeply involved in. In, 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 in habits that it really took the miracle working power of God to set them free. If God is able to do that and so many miracles around us, can He heal your body? Could He not heal that cancer? Could He not heal that tumor? Could He not heal that affliction that you have? Is anything too hard for God? then if nothing is too hard for God let's give him a chance tonight let's come believing his word tonight glory to God hallelujah I want everybody standing right now we pray that this message has encouraged you to grow in your walk with God to hear more messages, visit www.visionintlstore.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.